0: Welcome to Spark My Muse. I am your host, Lisa Colon DeLay, and today is Soul School Lesson 259, The Truthful Negative. In 2023, I want to offer more small opportunities of comfort and solace and soul care. Of course, there'll be some interviews too, but I know that for myself, I need these sorts of things, and that might come by way of poetry and different readings and so forth. I want to settle into a little space to offer that to you, wherever you find yourself in the world and in your own heart. Today, I'm going to be reading from a book I've read before on Spark My Muse called Anam Kara, and that is from John O'Donohue. Anam Kara means soul friend in Gaelic. He was a beautiful poet and writer, soul friend, and his words give me inspiration and comfort every time I return to his work. This particular portion I'm going to read today is from page 114. So today we read from John about these inherent contradictions that are within us. He writes, "We need to have greater patience with our sense of intercontradiction in order to allow its different dimensions to come into conversation within us. There is a secret light and a vital energy in contradiction. Where there is energy, there is life and growth. Your ascetic solitude will allow your contradictions to emerge with clarity and force. If you remain faithful to this energy, you will gradually come to participate in a harmony that lies deeper than any contradiction. This will give you new courage to engage the depth, danger, and darkness of your life. It is startling that we desperately hold on to what makes us miserable. Our own woundedness becomes a source of perverse pleasure and fixes our identity. We do not want to be cured, for that would mean moving into the unknown. Often it seems we are destructively addicted to the negative. What we call the negative is usually the surface form of contradiction. I'm going to pause for a second because that sentence is really worth repeating. See if you can really hear it and understand it. What we call the negative is usually the surface form of contradiction. If we maintain our misery at this surface level, we hold off the initially threatening but ultimately redemptive and healing transfiguration that comes through engaging our Inner contradiction. We need to revalue what we consider to be negative. Rilke used to say that difficulty is one of the greatest friends of the soul. Our lives would be immeasurably enriched if we could bring but the same hospitality in meeting the negative as we bring to the joyful and pleasurable. In avoiding the negative, we only encourage it to recur. We need a new way of understanding and integrating the negative. The negative is one of the closest friends of your destiny. It contains essential energies that you need and that you cannot find elsewhere. This is where art can be so illuminating. Art is full of intimations of the negative in ways that allow you to participate imaginatively in their possibility. The experience of art can help you build a creative friendship with the negative. When you stand before a painting by Kandinsky, you enter the church of color, where the liturgy of contradiction is fluent and glorious. When you listen to Martha Algorich play Rachmaninoff's Piano Concerto Number no. Three in D Minor, Op. 30, you experience the liberation of contradictory forces at every point threaten and test the magnificent symmetry of form that holds them. You can only befriend the negative if you recognize that it is not destructive. It often seems that morality is the enemy of growth. We falsely understand moral rules as descriptions of the soul's direction and duty. Yet the best thinking in moral philosophy tells us that those rules are only signposts alert us to the complex of values latent in or consequent upon our decisions. Moral rules encourage us to act with honor, compassion, and justice. They can never be descriptions, simply because each person and situation is so different. When we notice something immoral, we normally tend to be harsh with ourselves and employ moral surgery to remove it. In doing this, We are only ensuring that it remains trapped within. We merely confirm our negative view of ourselves and ignore our potential for growth. There is a strange paradox in the soul. If you try to avoid it or remove the awkward quality, it will pursue you. In fact, the only effective way to still its unease is to transfigure it to let it become something creative and positive that contributes to who you are. One encouraging aspect of the negative is its truthfulness. The negative does not lie. It will tell you clearly where you court absence rather than inhabit presence. On entering your solitude, one of the first presences to announce itself is the negative. Nietzsche said that one of the best days in his life was when he rebaptized all of his negative qualities as his best qualities. In this kind of baptism, rather than banishing what is at first glimpse unwelcome, you bring it home to the unity with your life. This is the slow and difficult work of self retrieval. Every person has certain qualities or presences in their heart that are awkward, disturbing, and negative. One of your sacred duties is to exercise kindness toward them. In a sense, you are called to be a loving parent to your delinquent qualities. Your kindness will slowly pultice their negativity, alleviate their fear, and help them to see that your soul is a home where there is no judgment or febrile hunger for a fixed and limited identity. The negative threatens us so powerfully precisely because it is an invitation to the art of compassion and self-enlargement that our small thinking utterly resists. Your vision is your home, and your home should have many mansions to shelter your wild divinity. Such integration respects the multiplicity of selves within. It does not force them into a fastidious unity. It allows them to cohere as one, each bringing its unique difference to complement the harmony. The wisdom John brings here is a bit surprising. We don't often think of the negative as very positive or as something that we need to hold in tension with the rest of us. We will thwart off things that we find negative, not thinking that they are just, as he says, the surface form of contradiction. What we call the negative is usually the surface form of contradiction. And so we don't explore them. It threatens us because it is an invitation to the art of compassion and self-enlargement. And the self-enlargement that is meant here is a kind of self-kindness that floods us to overflowing so that we can extend that kindness and goodness to other people. It is not a self-aggrandizing enlargement. It is the enlargement of our true nature, our true selves, found in love, found in goodness, made whole. The slow and difficult work of self-retrieval. This is an ongoing work we all do. There'll be seasons of a fallow here and seasons of growth where we do this work of self-retrieval, and we begin to grow more compassionate towards ourselves in our complexities, in our contradictions, so that even when we find the negative, we are not disrespectful to ourselves and cruel. In so doing, we grow the capabilities to do that to other people, not as something we do out of duty, but something we do out of our nature. There are so many bits and pieces of wisdom in Anamkara. This is just a teeny little taste test. I hope that you can find this nourishing to your mind and to your soul. I hope this message finds you well in 2023. I thank you so much for listening and sharing this episode and also contributing financially when you can. You go to sparkmymuse.com for the details for that, as well as bonuses, extras to this episode. I will be updating you with travel plans and other plans for this year. Until next time, I wish you blessing and peace.